Welcome into the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. It's Josh Peach and Carson Gordy here. Carson, we just watched Illinois pick up a 79-69 win over the 14th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers. This comes one day after Sky Clark decides to leave the program temporarily, we think, due to personal issues. Carson, what did you think of the way Illinois played uh, today against Wisconsin and the way they responded after having a key piece of their lineup uh, step away from the team? Yeah, you know, it seemed like a lot of the issues that Coleman Hawkins was talking about was that Brad wasn't hard enough on the freshmen, that there wasn't locker room, you know, chemistry or they didn't get along. But here's why they won. The veterans stepped up. Um, Terrence Shannon looked pretty good today. This looked like, you know, a kind of Texas overtime performance. You know, Coleman Hawkins looked like Steph Curry. I mean, he was draining a bunch of three-point shots. And then Matt Meyer played phenomenal as a glue guy. I mean, 10 points, got to the free throw line six times. This is what you need. This is what this is how championship teams win. Villanova, Virginia, um, the old Wisconsin teams. You had veterans that step it up. Illinois had that today. I think it's worth mentioning that yesterday afternoon we recorded a podcast talking about, you know, Illinois as far as Sky Clark leaving the program and uh, a little bit of a preview for Wisconsin. But unfortunately, we weren't able to post it because we were under the impression that Sky Clark was transferring. So we, you know, gave predictions and stuff. And to your credit, Carson, you made a good point that Illinois cannot win when they're relying on Matthew Mayer to be the leading scorer type of guy. We said that he came over here to be a glue guy, to, you know, score maybe like seven to nine, maybe 10 points and play good defense. And that's exactly what we saw today, right? He was great in transition. He hit a three when he needed to. He was pretty good on the glass defensively. But that's what, like, he needs to do for Illinois to win. So that on top of the veteran stepping up, I thought was great. Yeah. You know, it's Terrence Shannon. I mean, he got to the free throw line 12 times against the Badgers. That's what he did against Kansas in the secret scrimmage. You know, that's what he did earlier in the season. And that's what made him look like a first round pick. Terrence Shannon, you know, the sky's the limit with his potential. You know, he just needs to hone in at what he does best. And that's what he did today. He drove to the rim. Credit to the veterans. I think you also got a Shout out a few of the freshmen, specifically Jaden Epps and Sincere Harris. Yeah. Jaden Epps put up an extremely efficient 15 points. Was able Did you to see hit Harris from in the three. beginning of the game? He looked terrible. Oh, yeah. He two was awful. He had two layups. quick baskets. He bricks a layup. He takes a terrible righty floater. He doesn't take a single shot the rest of the game. Yeah. He plays lockdown defense on Charlie Hepper, and he personally held him to like two or four points or something like that. Had a steal in the backcourt. I thought the two freshman guards were awesome. Freshman guards are great. They played the roles. You know, Jay Nepps all year, you know, we knew that he was a good shooter. He did his part. The way that Sincere Harris was playing on defense, though, in that second half, I mean, the roof was about to blow off at the State Farm Center. I mean, Robbie Hummel predicted it probably correctly. I mean, he's going to be one of the biggest headaches for Big Ten offenses for years to come. You know, everybody played great. That's the thing with the freshmen. Like, we heard all the complaining that Brad wasn't hard enough on the freshmen. They don't play hard. What are they talking about? I mean, Ty Rogers plays hard. Yes, he's offensively challenged, but, he, you know, Jay Neps is a good, you know, scorer. Um, Sincere Harris plays great defense. The one missing piece was Sky Clark, and now, you know, he's yeah. stepped away from the program. The freshmen aren't the issue. No, I don't think so. Like, some people analyze, you know, someone like Sincere Harris's game, and you say, well, even if he's an amazing defender, he can't score. So him personally, his, you know, best plus minus possible is zero. But I'd argue that that's not true because when he's on the floor, Illinois plays better because he's able to lock up a guard like Chucky, Chucky Hepburn, who's averaging double-digit points a game, and give that Illinois team momentum off his defense. So I love it. You know, Ty Rogers, 
a guy like him is tough, right? Because he's six foot six. He is a really good defender. He plays a little bit of guard, but you know, I think he's trying to kind of trying to find his, you know, positionless role. And he takes some bad shots too, but we even saw him score baskets today. Yeah, he scored a couple. He shot a three-pointer, actually almost made it. But I think that was we, terrible. You know, in college basketball, we always think that freshmen have to perform right away. Well, maybe not for Ty Rogers. Maybe Ty Rogers is a guy that's going to develop next year. I mean, we got sincere Harris with the defense. You know, we got Epps with the scoring. It's okay if Ty has to take a step back. I don't know. That's just what I think. I think someone that didn't have the most efficient game today, but could use this as a maybe sort of like a stepping stool into a good game is RJ Melendez because wow. he only shot one for six from the field. But his stroke looked good. He was confident. And one of the last shots he took was a tough, a tough two-pointer that, you know, he ended up making. I think he played really good defense. He ended up getting to the line at the end for a couple of free throws to finish with four points. But a guy like RJ who needs to break out, even though he was missing shots today, I thought he looked confident, which means, you know, to me that he's headed in the right direction. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, he'd be a huge piece for this team. But, you know, you know we talked before the game, like, Illinois was a favorite to win this game. Vegas installed yeah. them as seven-point favorites. Is this sustainable as a win? And number two, even though that they did win this game, do you have confidence that they're going to show up against Nebraska? Do you have confidence that they're going to show up for that weird Wednesday night game at Iowa? Because that's kind of the issue. I mean, they've been beating ranked teams this year. It's, you know, the lower tier teams where they play like crap. Yeah, we're going to have to see some real consistency out of this Illinois team because you see them do things like beating you know the eighth best team in the country in UCLA and Vegas in an emotional game you see them coming back from behind at Madison Square Garden to beat Texas but then after the Texas game they turn around and they lose to Penn State right at home so we're really gonna have to see some consistency because yes Wisconsin is ranked their number four team in the country but this was a home game and Wisconsin was missing arguably their best player in Tyler Wall so even though you see this game is you know, the offense was much better with the spread offense. You fought through a lot of screens and played really good defense on Wisconsin's best players. You haven't proven it completely because you haven't showed consistency. So it's hard to tell for future games. I think the one thing that makes you feel good, though, is that Terrence Shannon can perform well against good teams. Yeah. Like, I, I think Terrence could probably do this every single game if he really needed to. You know, Coleman Hawkins making six three-pointers, that's fantastic. But how often is that going to happen again this year? I don't know, probably not. I mean, Shannon can get to the rim, though, every single game. Well, Shannon was able to exploit a Wisconsin team that had no matchup for him defensively. But for it, for Terrence's sake, I think that happens a little bit more often than he realizes. Because, you know, as we saw today, Carson, your outside game opens up when people get to the rim early, even though he didn't make them. Ty Rogers did get to the rim. Terrence yeah. Shannon got to the rim. Coleman Hawkins' first basket was a floater inside that's how you open up your three-point game, which is when we see people like Coleman make six open threes, right? Terrence Shannon actually makes the threes. Yeah. So Carson with Sky Clark leaving, you know, the program temporarily or however long it may be, someone's got to fit in that point guard role because up until the last couple of games, Sky Clark was starting. We thought he could be a facil- facilitator. He didn't fit into the role well. So, you know, who do you think facilitated well for Illinois today and who's going to take the role moving forward? Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be – you know, facilitator by committee. Like we saw, you know, Meyer, you know, played pretty well, had three assists. I mean, Terrence Shannon did spread out the ball. I mean, he was driving to the rim and then would dish it out to, you know, an open Coleman Hawkins. I think it's going to be, you know, a lot of guys. I think you're going to see up, step it up. I think you're going to see Shannon. I don't think there's going to be one single guy that's like a, like a Steve Nash and Andre Curbelo 
where it's their job to get others involved. Yeah, I think we're really, like you said, going to have to just see a point guard, you know, by committee type of offense, because even though it was Matt Mayer today, I could see Jaden Epps taking the role in the future. I could see Terrence Shannon bringing the ball up. Even when Coleman's on his game, he's a great passer, right? Oh, absolutely. Like sometimes he makes really stupid decisions, whether it's an inbound pass, throwing it in, you know, to the other team, or he assumes Dane Dange is a little quicker than he is. But I could see him, you know, being a facilitator too. So I think it just shows that like Brad, in a way, coming into this year, was trying to play positionless basketball. And the point guard might be the main spot in that positionless basketball that he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the one missing link maybe with this team. But, you know, today it looked fine because the veterans decided to wear their big boy, big boy pants and play hard. On the defensive side of the ball, I wanted to ask you because Stephen Kroll ended up with 22 points, I believe it was, for Wisconsin. He was only one for seven from three, but he really attacked Illinois inside. And a lot of that came in the second half on Coleman Hawkins when Dane Dejo was in foul trouble. So, like, if Illinois is going to run into another team with these type of big guys, like, what Purdue. do they have to do to contain them? Like, is it going to be, you know, Coleman? Is it going to be Dane? What are they going to have to do? You know, a lot of those times with the big men, like they're going to score. Like that's why teams yeah. get them because they are unstoppable. I think the job is you allow, you allow them to score 18, but don't let them score 30. It's kind of just slow them down. I mean, great job that, you know, Kroll took seven three-point attempts. I mean, that's what you have to do is try to push these guys outside as much as possible. Yeah, I mean – I think with the guard position, they pretty much know what they're doing. Like, Sincere did a very, very good job on Hepburn. Brad was able to switch Terrence Shannon Jr. onto him for a little bit, too, which I thought was a very good coaching decision. I don't think that there's been, like, a small forward or anything that's been able to kill Illinois this year, so I thought that's been good. But the center position does worry me, because, like you said, what happens when you run into a guy like Zach Eady in Purdue? He scores 25, and you hope that Terrence scores and you hope that Coleman makes some three-pointers. I mean, the, the, there's a reason why they're a top-five yeah. team. I mean, nobody stops Zach Eady. You know, so for Illinois is, you know, you kind of have to make it up in other places. I'm not yeah, a basketball coach. Of, I don't know. I just, I think you kind yeah. of just have to tip your hat to Zach Eady. You know, you got to – It's kind of like what teams did to – kind of like what teams did to Kofi last year, right? Oh, like, yeah. Like, let's let's take the Houston game, for example. Thinking Kofi that. goes six, six for 11 from the field. He scores 19 points with eight rebounds. Well, no one else gets even close to that. So I guess that's how you win those games. Mm -hmm. But it, it still does concern me that, you know, a team like Wisconsin had their best player out, which is a big guy, but you still let their backup big score that many points. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it is right. a little concerning for the future. I mean, Coleman's not the biggest guy. I mean, no. yeah, you're right. Dane's going to have to step it up big time. You know, Dane did not have a great game today, but, you know, you kind of see the pieces. I mean, he's phenomenal footwork you know, inside an offense and he's a boulder down low. So, yeah, I, I, and I think that, you know, with that being said, like, yes, Wisconsin had their best player out, but Illinois fan base, especially can just calm down a little bit and think, okay, maybe this team could squeak into the tournament still like, oh. maybe they're not as bad as a team is that's losing to Northwestern because after Northwestern Carson, like on the podcast we recorded, but didn't post yesterday, we were talking like this might be a fringe NIT team. Where now they, you know, beat a definite tournament team. Yeah, Wisconsin. no, they're not in IT. No, they are a very, very, very scary eight seed. Like I could see this team yeah. getting an eight or a nine seed and then beating one seed UConn in the round of 32. You know, that's mm -hmm. not the issue with Brad Underwood. I mean, the guy's 12 and five against top 10 teams. That's not the issue. The problem is, you know, losing to Missouri by 30. It's, you know, sleepwalking yeah. against Penn State at 11 a.m. 
know, that's kind of our issue with Brad Underwood's program at times. I mean, they're always going to show up against Wisconsin. Let's see how they play against Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska is mm-hmm. a team that has scared Illinois the past two seasons in Lincoln. Remember, Iowa DeSumo had to go into overtime yep. last year with Kofi Coburn. I think they were down at halftime. So, honestly, yeah. I think you probably judge the Nebraska game better. I, you know, looking at the Illinois team, like Brad Underwood's been able to make adjustments, but it's games like the Missouri game that are kind of like, okay, it stunk that Illinois lost by 30, but it really proved the point that something needed to change, right? And with Missouri, it was on both sides of the ball. On defense, it was like, we have to stop and switch everything defense. We have to create better matchups for ourselves. Then we can hold a team down to points. We're on the offensive level. It was just like, I don't know if we have to try this spread, but we have to try something new. Well, now that now we're kind of seeing that, right? Because with the defense, you saw them, you know, Illinois, the entire game, especially Terrence Shannon Jr. and Sincere Harris fighting through screens and forcing really tough shots for Wisconsin. But we've kind of seen this a couple of days in a row now. Like they gave up 73 points to Northwestern, but that was still like a de- decent defensive effort until the end. It was the offense that was the problem. Well, today you score 79 points. So the offense looks you know. like they're in the right direction as well. Yeah. It also helps when Wisconsin doesn't get 40 free throw attempts like Northwestern. I mean, Illinois yeah. didn't have a chance against the Wildcats. I was the 40 free throw attempts, though, that, you know, that confused me a little bit because I didn't think that they were fouling, you know, every single time down the court. Like, obviously, you look back, you know, at the stats and you see, okay, they got to the line that much. But was that like. There's played smart. That, yeah. No, I, I think the Wildcats. Drew them in. I think they lured them in. I mean, they're yeah. just kind of like drawing fouls. I mean, that that's the kind of game you just want to forget. You know? Yeah. What are, what are you going to do? It just goes back to show, like, the team bounced back really nicely. Like we said, very bad loss against Northwestern. You have your five-star freshman point guard that's started 12 games or whatever. Leave the program, but despite that, you're able to bounce back. Beat a pretty good Wisconsin team and get you back on track. Since we've been in college, Illinois has not lost to Wisconsin. No. That's crazy. Before that, I think they lost like 14 straight times. I think that they're 2-2 two and two in football yeah. since our freshman year. We're seniors now, and they have not lost a single time in basketball. Take that, Madison. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for today's podcast. Illinois comes away with a 79-69, much-needed win over the 14th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers. They play next on Tuesday, January 10th at Nebraska at 8 p.m. We'll be back with the podcast after that to discuss the results of that game. Stay tuned for more football content on the podcast when we have a better idea of who's going to be on the team next year, who's going pro and who's not. Carson, thank you as always for coming on, and this has been the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. Podcast.